Hello everyone and welcome back to Icebreakers. I'm James. I'm Morgan. I'm Alex. And today we are reviewing some answers that a family friend gave me. Uh, she works and volunteers at Extension Rebellion and I've actually got the definition here of it. It's an international movement that uses non-violent civil disobedience in an attempt to halt mass extinction and minimise the risk of social collapse. So, you know, it comes together with um, cruelty with animals and climate change and global warming, all of that. So we'll be talking about some answers that she gave us today. Okay, so the, the, and the questions that were asked, first of all, we asked her to write two of the most hard-hitting facts about climate change that will surprise people. So here is what she is answered with. She's warned us that we only have 10 years to prevent the worst effects of climate change and in fact, we are going the opposite direction. What is your opinion on that, Alex? Um, uh, I believe 10 years might be the hard, well, because you've got to look at the bias here. She's obviously like part of Extinction Rebellion, but it could be, it could well be true, but I'd say that was probably on the harsh, uh, close estimates, really. And we are actually going away from it, but we are making steps to reverse that because we couldn't just stop in our tracks, cut every single whole thing off. Uh, well, we have, but obviously people like China, they've still got loads of coal power plants and stuff like that. But yeah, we are going away from it. But Yeah, as you said, I feel like if, we, if we're going on this upward trend, it's very hard to stop the upward trend and decrease rapidly. And 10 years, even though it may seem to us like a big period, in the period of climate change, that is minis, minis, yeah. So to get that downward trend you'd have to stop coal power plants stop cars driving on the road like everything would a massive effort and that would be arguably more influential than the global pandemic that we've had the last year and the effect it would have in the economy would be drastic so it's hard that's why we we are literally relying on scientists to provide us with a uh um, a miracle to help us in this scenario which is hard i was listening to the radio this morning and this guy was saying that every 30 years the climate changes so he's saying that the climate he's grown up with is completely different to the climate his parents grew up with and completely different to the climate that his daughter will grow up with and saying it like that i can actually see a difference in the climate does that mean naturally it changed over 30 years or we are changing it 30 years and what is what are the effects that was described so i'm not really sure but scientists scientists can prove the fact that we are changing it um it might not be the case but um scientists can prove it with all of this like ice and stuff or ice melting and global temperatures yeah i suppose there was a lot of proof behind it and as we mentioned in podcast two, conspiracy theories are not helping us at all. So we move on to the next fact, which is more animal-centered. More than one million species are at risk of extinction in the next ten years, and dozens of species and plants, and dozens of species, plants and animals, go extinct each day. Would you say? I, I to me, that is very surprising that. Because when you think of extinction, you think of a very, a very rare event. Do you think of the dodos? Like that was such a, like, a miracle that they went extinct. 
and obviously you see on these WWF these videos about these pandas going extinct or whatever. What is your opinion on that fact, Alex? Um, it's probably true, but then again, we do have millions and millions of species out there. They could be like some plant down in the rainforest, which is getting burned down like a lot. But but then, if this keeps happening, then them species and the whole food chain and bio biological existence of our planet can be destroyed if, if you think even one species on a food chain that can affect so much so do you think that it's hard hitting i think it's hard hitting but um if you think about the amount of species we have yes one million species are at risk of extinction but also we, we're like obtaining more species if you know what i mean like more species are evolving to create more species at the same time they're being extinct because it'll take the same sort of amount of time, especially because of the smaller, smaller animals like flies in the rainforest that people haven't even discovered yet. So things like that. But then, but then, if um, if you're saying that species are evolving, the rate that they're evolving at is completely different to the rate they're being extinct at. There's like I'm pretty sure there's no way that dozens of species and plants are evolving every day to cope with the environment and evolution takes thousands and hundreds of years like if you think humans haven't evolved for since hundred thousands of years but then like i suppose again climate change has only really happened in the last 200 years so maybe they are but what would you say Alex? um i would say that well it does say 10 like 12 species a day or something but that could not be all human it doesn't say humans got rid of them because it could be just fight uh, the fight between like the animals and stuff that say the dodo it couldn't keep up with humans hunting it so that's why it went extinct that's a that's an obvious connection but say if it was a less evolved leopard and then a more evolved leopard came and just out like ate all of their food and that that would be a natural natural um, extinction yeah i suppose we'd have to get more facts on that so the next rebellion's impact and what they are trying to achieve so one of our friends said that extinction rebellion is influencing the public and the media and is making people more aware of climate change would you say that extinction rebellion have impacted you morgan and would you say that it's more present in the media i definitely think it's more present in the media i wouldn't say it's impacted me too much as i haven't really changed anything in my lifestyle to um, cope with climate change but it's definitely yeah definitely uh, changed the social media aspect of things and made people more aware social media wise what would you say you've seen i've seen videos of them protesting i've seen stats and statistics like on adverts and things like this i must say that extinction rebellion in the society and media are viewed as quite negative i'd say but i suppose that's because the the effect on the media that they're having is negative for the media so they're obviously going to try and paint them in the in the worst light possible but we, we just hope that their their aims aren't being clouded by this view that extinction rebellion are too violent or whatever and that, that their views aren't getting across but we hope they are so next up here's we asked her to comment on some things that we can do that can impact 
climate change on a small scale, but she said that the small scale things can actually help more than you actually think. So here's what she's, a few things that she said. So she said, buy second hand, ride a bike into work instead of a car, and more of a plant-based diet. Morgan, would you adapt anything? So would you adapt anything of them that in your lifestyle? So if, if I did work like quite, quite close to where I live, I would definitely ride a bike to work because <clears throat> I don't really see the point in driving if it's just a short, short like space of time. Um, I wouldn't go vegetarian or vegan because I, I love meat. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, but you know, I'd, I'd try to if I could. And then I would buy things secondhand if it's good quality, like if it's long-lasting things. Not things like toothbrushes, because that's a bit, you know, a bit forward, and it's, it's a bit weird. So you, you just can't live without your red meat, can you? Yeah, I, I love my meat. So you wouldn't be able to substitute lentils for a good steak? I love a good steak. Juicy. So no lentils for a steak? No lentils for a steak. Well, I, think, I think a lot of people have view that. So, Alex, I'm going to read your statement here. And you have to give me your opinion. She believes, and other people believe this as well, that electric cars, Teslas, Audis, are not the answer as they are ripping the earth of materials for the batteries. What would be your opinion on that? Um, I would say that it is a true fact but that they do rip materials out of the earth, but it's untrue that they are not the thing of the future because unless she wants us to keep running petrol and diesel then we need an alternative a good alternative and we've got two at the moment electric cars which do have to have good things for batteries but we're always going to need batteries for like anything electric it would be unfeasible for a child to plug in their their toy into the wall and then just to play with a little racing car um and also we've got hydrogen which is it inherently bad in taking the hydrogen out of water and then putting it back in, but uh, it, it's a very good alternative. But I believe electric will be easier to maintain as hydrogen needs to be pressurized and stuff like that. And it's a lot harder to transport. I suppose as well, the if you're weighing up the balance of the environment and the effect on climate change, ripping earth materials for batteries this is a fact, don't quote, this is not a fact, don't quote me on this, but it, but compared to petric, petric, petrol and diesel, it's probably better to use electric than, I'd say, contribute with uh, fossil fuels and everything. Is that true? Uh, yeah, because with electric cars, their carbon footprint starts high, but, and with petrol and stuff, it starts low, but over time, the petrol car will go way over the footprint of the electric car because the electric cars doesn't move much it maybe moves a bit because of how they produce electricity but that can be, always be changed mm -hmm. uh but petrol will always have a steady increase as it needs to burn fossil fuel okay so that was the end of the interview of an extinction rebellion member thank you guys for listening we really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast we hope you enjoyed icebreakers and we'll see you soon from james from morgan from alex Thank you guys. See you in a bit.